Welcome to the Westminster Chapel podcast. For more information and to support our mission to London and beyond, please visit westminsterchapel.org.uk. Hi there, my name's Andy, a member of Westminster Chapel, and I want to welcome you to our Thanksgiving service. A moment where we can give thanks to God for all number of different things that he has done amongst us this year. Giving thanks reminds us that we have free agency in this world given to us by God. That we have the freedom to choose what to do with our emotions, with our attitudes and with our thoughts. We are not controlled by even the most difficult of circumstances. And giving thanks is an expression of that, of that free agency, the free ability to respond to what God is doing in this world. Secondly, it reminds us that God is present and active in our lives all the time. And we simply need to pause and remember that. Rather than assuming that perhaps he's distant or he's gone on holiday or he's left us to it. No, giving thanks reminds all of us that God has been and currently is and will be present and active in our, in your circumstances. And that leads me to the third thing. Giving thanks gives us a reason to believe for better. There are better days to come, always, until the return of Jesus. And we look forward to those things when we give thanks together. So this service is going to have lots of people saying lots of things about lots of reasons why we are thankful to God who has done lots in the life of this church. And the first one of those is our very own Mike Tan. Hi church, how are you doing? Hope you've had a good Christmas. It's been a really tough and challenging year for all of us, yet we have so much to give thanks for. I want to especially give thanks to those who have been involved in our worship services this year. Those who've played a part, um, whether it's been in our choir or um, recording videos for our collaborations. Um, you've, you've just served with such joy and enthusiasm and uh, the diversity that we've shown as a church has been amazing to see. So thank you so much. And I also want to give a special mention to some of our professional musicians who have found it really challenging this year with work. Thank you for serving our church um, with such joy. Um, you've, you've really blessed us with your gifts and we really appreciate you. Um, so keep doing that. Keep blessing us. Thank you so much. Particularly Matt Isaac, Steph Shaw, Becky Waite. You guys have been amazing. Um, so yeah, thank you. I also want to thank my amazing wife, Becky, who has produced our online services so you can watch at home. Uh, Leanne will be taking over her role. And, uh, and so we, we pray for Leanne <laughs> and, uh, we know she's going to do a great job, um, as Becky now journeys into motherhood with our new daughter. Now, as we come into this song, we remind ourselves that we belong to a family, uh, God's family. And us coming together as a family has been displayed in our church through many ways this year, 
So there's so much to give thanks for. We also belong to Commission, our family of churches, and it's been great to see how we collaborate together despite our physical boundaries and limitations that have been placed on us. We still come together as God's church and his family. Regardless of where we find ourselves, we rest assured in Christ's victory upon the cross and we therefore have a hope that will never fail us. This is our story, this is our song, praising our Saviour all the day long. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine.
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the afflictions we experience in Asia. We were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You must also help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Thank you, David. Now that tongue twister of a passage repeats one word ten times, the word comfort or comforted. And this teaches me that the Bible, God's word and God himself is not just for those people who are comfortable, but also those who need to be comforted. And that was a prominent message this year, unsurprisingly. And many people have given testimonies of where God has been with them in the middle of the valley, in the toughest moments of life. And Paul, who was writing this passage in 2 Corinthians, was in just a situation. He'd been through many trials. He'd got out of those trials and then he found himself in all manner of other trials. And he's asking the church in Corinth, look, if you guys pray for me, then eventually I will be delivered from this trial and many other people will give thanks on my behalf because they will give thanks because they love me, but also they'll give thanks because I will be able to be more free to be able to go and minister to others and much more thanks will be given to God. That is Paul's priority. That's our priority for this service, that many people will give thanks to God for what he has been doing. And the amazing fact is we can even give thanks when we are in the middle of the toughest circumstances. And we have seen people in our church doing exactly that in remarkable ways. It's almost like the snowdrop that starts to grow through the snow as spring comes. It's like the green little shoot that comes through after a wildfire. It's these tiny signs of the new creation that God is bringing to this world, breaking in. And they are signs that God is on the move. We've heard numerous stories like this throughout the year. And I want to give thanks to those who were brave enough to share them, to be honest about their trials, and then share the good things that God was doing. Because it not only encourages us to pray, but it also encourages us to give thanks. Because God is good, as we're about to hear now. Hi Church, what a God we have. 2020 has been a year in which lots of us have faced adversity. And I have seen again and again and again how God cares for his people and listens to their prayers. And as a few examples, I have seen how uh, some of my friends have lost their jobs and they were really worried with good reason for not being able to pay their next bills. And God has shown to them that he is the provider. Um, for others, uh, God has uh, shown to them that in this season, he wanted a better balance for their lives. And I'm thinking about a friend that went through a burnout 
season in his life and that was the season in which he found that he could have real peace in God. But also my personal favorite is that many people in this year have been carrying from their past uh, burdens and things that they have never shared with anyone. And through God, they have been able to open up to others and come to God about those challenges. And God has responded to them in amazing ways that they could never have imagined, replacing shame and guilt with peace and hope. Hi, church. We're now going to be singing a new song called Psalm 23. It's a song that's based on that very psalm, and it's by David. Um, this song really illustrates how powerful will God we serve. It shows us that there are times when we will face trials and we will go through those valleys, but God is right there. God hasn't left us. God is still in control. He cares enough to quiet our souls. He cares enough to sing over us. And so with this, we give thanks and we turn to him again. So join us in singing this song. Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. Defender behind me I won't fear I'm filled with the noise My cup's overflowing
your voices come on. mentions in verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 that he doesn't want the Corinthians to be unaware of the situations that he has gone through and the trials that he's faced. This isn't because he likes complaining or moaning or just getting people sympathy. It's because he wants to remind them, and I think he might be reminding himself, of our interconnectedness. He was not an individualistic Christian who just lived his individual Christian life away from others. No, he actively relied on the prayers of others, and then he sent them prophetic words or prayer, words of encouragement to strengthen them, to keep them going. There's this amazing synergy and interconnectedness between Christians that Paul is demonstrating. And I want to give thanks for how we've seen that happen this year amongst us as a church. The incredible prophetic words and praise reports and prayers, which may have seemed simple to you, just filming yourself in some unusual way, trying to look at the camera and nod at yourself and then sending it through on WhatsApp and thinking, that's just a small thing. No, that's not. It is a huge thing. It keeps the church going. It keeps the heart beating. These have been absolutely essential. They have been part of the lifeblood of our church. So thank you for keeping us going with your praise reports and your prophetic words. And here, coming up, we have two amazing ones from Nathan and Jules Kendall that I would think will give you strength in your bones again for 2021. Hey guys, Nathan here. Uh, I've been asked by Andy to share a prophetic word that I had for Westminster Chapel. Um, now, related to Westminster Chapel being like an egg, which is strange, I know, but bear with me. Um, in the vision, Westminster Chapel was cracked and had its yoke taken away from it. Now the yoke represented in-person meetings, it represented meeting our life groups in homes, and it represented meeting with our family and our friends, you know, the best bits seemingly. Um, now we lost those and all we were left with was the egg whites. And those egg whites were beaten and twisted up. This was uh, to represent the trials we've had this year. We've seen job losses, bereavements, uh, we've had loneliness, all this horrible stuff that we've had to go through as a church this year. Um, now, you know, not, not all of it was bad. We've had some people added to the church. We've had some gifts released, a bit of sweetness in there. But ultimately, we've seen, um, you know, more testing. We've seen two lockdowns. Uh, with you know and this one is going to be a while we've seen str struggles with mental health it's not been easy for any of us um, which was representing a bit more trials now from the point of view of the egg this is all terrifying isn't it it's uncomfortable chaotic seemingly random, painful, 
Um, unless we see that there is a chef, a chef with a plan. Obviously, we have God and he is our chef and he has a plan for us. He's transforming us into something different, something more beautiful, something stronger, something that he is ultimately designed for this time and this place. We can look up as the egg. We can look up and trust in him. Um, and that trust can change our fear into peace, even excitement about what God is doing in us as a church, because we are following the God and he has the plan. God bless. At a recent prayer meeting, I felt God give me the phrase, no more slumbering giants. And I was reminded of a novel called The Buried Giant, in which a breath lay over England, causing people to forget their past, their identity and their future. And I felt led off the back of that to write and share this poem. I hear that there are giants in the land, but you slumber, lying under the breath of the world, distractions, lies, and second-rate promises, or shouted to the ground by 24-7 demands and expectations, or cut down by disappointments that kept you at the knees, clouded till you forgot your past, your name, and anywhere you were going. This, then, is the Father's invitation. Wake up. Inhale the Creator's breath. This is life, awakening who you were always made to be. Stand up. See the path behind you, how your Father was with you through every step and stumble and sprint. Remember the things he promised. Constant. He is with you still. Look up, out, on the land ahead. There may be giants sung to sleep by the world's lies and second-rate promises. It needs giants, women and men, faith-filled, shoulders standing. The Father is asking, on behalf of this land, who will stand? Speak, go. This is his invitation. No more slumbering giants. In verse 9, Paul says that he has learned to rely on the God who raises the dead, not the God who raised the dead once in the past when Jesus rose from the grave, but the God who continually, by his power, delivers people from circumstances and situations that seem like death to them, that get them to their wits end and they don't know what to do. And I think that chimes beautifully with what Jules just encouraged us for 2021, that we would wake up, that we would stand up, and we would look up to the God who raises the dead. Do you believe that this year? We're going to sing the song that I think was produced and used possibly more than any other in church circles this year, Waymaker, a fantastic reminder of the God that we worship.
worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are we make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are we make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are he. Touching every heart, I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you.
Even when I don't see that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop Cause you are we make miracle work Promise keep light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Say, cause you are. We make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness, my God. That is who. One of the horrible symptoms of the coronavirus is the loss of taste and the loss of smell that some people experience. And I think it's almost symbolic of, on a bigger scale, the effect of COVID, but also the effect of various different things that have been going on in the world over this year. People can lose a sense of their place in the world, lose a sense of meaning, lose a sense of their purpose, lose a sense of what's the thing to focus on at the moment, lose a sense of the direction that they're going in. And I think in verse 10, Paul gives us a bit of an insight into the kinds of things that keeps him focused, that restores his senses back to the, the senses that God would want us to have. This sense of thanksgiving and gratitude and a sense of direction and a sense of purpose. And I think it's testimonies. He says, the God who delivered us previously because I know he delivered us previously, I know he will deliver us again. He has that confidence based on good testimonies of knowing what God has done in the past. So we're going to hear a string of testimonies as we come to a close in this Thanksgiving service to remind us of what God has done, to give us extra energy and to restore our senses so that we can go into 2021 with purpose and direction and excitement and joy and gratitude at what God is going to do in the future. So let's hear these now and let's celebrate together what God has done and therefore gain confidence of what he will continue to do. Hi church, we just wanted to share our miraculous journey this year. Our visa was about to expire earlier this year, 6th of April. We had no tickets out, no new job to sponsor us, and had our first baby on the way. During the first month of lockdown, we were led to appeal to my managers. At the time, my company was already in the process of hiring my replacement, and my final interview with the new company got canceled. When my managers found out about the home office automatically extending our visa because of COVID-19, they reappealed my case to HR, and HR agreed to sponsor us. It was a long journey with a lot of twists and turns and close calls, but God prove that he is a faithful and powerful God whose plans cannot be thwarted, that he can work even in a pandemic. We are grateful for God's undeserved love and your love for us. Thank you. Hi Church, this is the latest Westminster Food Bank update. Um, it's been an amazing year. The last few months has been definitely interesting for everybody. 
Um, we continue to work with the clients in the community and local organisations, local council to serve those as best we can by providing the food parcels via collections and appointment system. It's working really well. I just want to take time to just thank our amazing volunteers. They have done so much to keep us going. They have been a blessing from those who pick up for us to those who come in week in, week out faithfully to serve and those who are donating to us regularly just finances have been amazing amount of finances come in we've been blessed um to keep running during the last few months um donations have continued to come in people haven't forgotten us they have really been there with us in this time and i want to thank you as a congregation for your prayers for your support financially and for the donations that you continue to give to us um, the Food Bank has been awarded the London Faith and Community Awards, and that's just a recognition of the work that the Food Bank has done and the volunteers and all that they've done over this period of time. You know, and it's all been God being faithful to us. If you wish to continue to support us, what we ask, we know it's not easy to get donations to us, but there are different ways you can do that. You can book an, book an online delivery for us, or you can go onto the Westminster Chapel site and find the food bank, and there's a link there for charity checkout where you can make a financial donation. You can also go to Just Giving and find Westminster Chapel, and under that you'll find a page for Westminster Food Bank as well. There, you know, or you can donate through the chapel um, general finance and just reference it for Westminster Food Bank. Um, you know, we just continue to serve. We continue to hope to be a blessing. We continue to pray for our clients and to pray for opportunities to, to share with them and for them to find God in the midst of all of that's happening. But I just want to take this opportunity again to thank you. Thank you for being there. Your prayers have been felt over this time. It's been tiring at times, but we have felt refreshed. People have kept laughing. We've kept our spirits up. God has blessed and blessed and blessed us. So I just want to thank you again. God bless you all. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your gracious provision to your church at Westminster Chapel, for your abundant financial provision, which at a time when the world is being affected by the coronavirus pandemic, we know and accept is a miracle from you, Lord Jesus, to enable us to further your gospel using the resort resources that you've graciously bestowed and provided us with lord thank you so much lord jesus for enabling the most generous of giving the generosity among our brothers and sisters to your church at westminster chapel we thank you for the privilege that it is to be able to provide financially to enable the furtherance of your gospel through the support of various ministries, Lord Jesus, and overseas missionaries like Lewis and Maribel, Lord, at this time. So thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name, amen. I'm so thankful to God for all our children and youth leaders this year that have shown up to bless our children, young people and their families. I am especially thankful for Fong Ha, who particularly honed in in the area of her creativity in reaching out to the little ones and is now stepping down after 11 years of amazing leadership 
of the crush team having passed the baton on to these amazing couple in the persons of Andy and Becky Coleman. I'm so thankful to God for them for obeying the promptings of God to take this amazing crush ministry forward into all that God has for it. And finally, I'm thankful to God for you, the parents, for allowing us to partner with you in seeing the young lives of our children and young people transformed in the various ways that God has done for us this year. I am thankful to God for you. Hi church, I just want to share a really encouraging story with you. I was speaking to a former CAP client a few weeks ago. We were speaking about his housing situation and an application that they were waiting on. I got to pray for this client and his family. And then the next morning I got a call back from him. He was really excited. His words were he was blown away and that someone must have been listening because a key part of his application got approved and they've been waiting months on it. This really encouraged me and I really hope it encourages you. Thank you. At the end of the letter of Hebrews, it says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And I wanna take a moment just to say thank you on behalf of all of us as a church to Howard. He might be watching this, he might be having a little break, but we wanna say thank you to Howard. He has been someone to imitate through this time. He has spoken the word of God to us. He has been led by God prophetically throughout the whole year of what to preach, not just what to preach though, behind the scenes, one-on-one, -on -one, meeting with various people over Zoom, in person, just individual conversations and walks with people. I've had the privilege of walking with him and hearing from him so many times over this year. And he has been spectacular in leading us as a church. So please, on the comments and send him messages if you can, just encourage and thank Howard for the incredible work. Not only Howard, but Holly as well and their whole family. They have been remarkable through this time. Uh, from homeschooling to all the other stuff that just all other families had to try and do alongside bringing the church forward, keeping us going. Uh, I've snuck in, I've stolen my wife's phone occasionally, looked at the um, women's ministry messages. Holly is one of the best writers I've ever read um, and just writes the most amazing and inspiring things that, um, that keep people going. So thank you guys. Thank you for being fantastic people to imitate as we learn to follow Jesus in all different circumstances. So now, as we finish, there'll be one final song after this prayer. Great is thy faithfulness. But let's just pray the end of the letter of Hebrews together. And I'll pray this to you as well, because you might be, uh, I don't know, facing a situation. You might be in the middle of one. But I want you to hear this from God that would strengthen you as well. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the God who raises the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.
Thanks for listening to Sermon Audio from Westminster Chapel. If you'd like to partner with us in making disciples and sharing the gospel, please consider making a one-off or regular donation. Visit westminsterchapel.org.uk forward slash giving to find out how.